Hello and welcome to the Healthy Gamer Girl podcast. I'm Liz, the Healthy Gamer Girl, and this is episode 18. So before we continue, I'll just chug along through that uh, disclaimer here. I am not a doctor, and this podcast is not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or to be mistaken for medical advice. So please always consult with your physician before beginning any new diet or health regimen. So today, I want to talk a little bit about PCOS or PCOS, and that is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And I want to discuss how this is related to a ketogenic diet. Now, dudes, you might be tuning out instantly right now or already be gone, either way, but you actually might want to stick around at least for a little bit because if you have a sibling or a friend or family member or your wife or girlfriend actually has this condition, you might want to know a way to help her because it's not a fun syndrome. It is not a fun disorder. And along those lines, let's talk about what it is. So PCOS is a hormonal disorder where a woman's body is making way too many androgens. And androgens are hormones, and the most common one is testosterone. So as you know, testosterone is considered like the male hormone. It's like what dudes want to raise all the time. And in a woman, this causes a lot of negative symptoms. It's also important to note that not only is your testosterone elevated and your androgen levels, but also your estrogen levels. So your pretty much your entire endocrine system is out of whack. And as you may remember, the endocrine system also includes your pancreas and insulin. So that will become very important in a moment. But first, let's talk about the symptoms of PCOS. And the primary one and the name of the condition is cysts on your ovaries. And not just like one or two, because it's very common for women to have cysts on their ovaries. That's just the thing. We get them, they rupture, and life goes on. But PCOS, or polycystic ovarian syndrome, these women actually have between like 10 and 100 cysts on each ovary. And that's a lot. That's going to cause a lot of discomfort right off the bat. But there are also other symptoms which cause more than just discomfort. And one of those symptoms is ovary malfunction. So it's irregular ovulation, irregular periods as a result of that. You might have super light spotting constantly or just really heavy periods out of the blue. Like you won't know. Either way, not fun. Um, weight gain is another symptom and not just like a little bit of weight, not just five or 10 pounds. Some women gain over a hundred pounds with PCOS. And then another symptom is difficulty losing weight. So then they can't lose that weight. And we all have a friend who says, oh, I can't lose weight because of my hormones. And they don't necessarily receive any sort of sympathy for this because people just assume that this isn't a thing. People assume that you you don't lose weight because you're lazy or you don't lose weight because you eat junk food. And that's not always the case. Women with PCOS actually don't lose weight because their hormones are not letting them. Their hormones are desperately trying to pile weight onto their bodies. And it's incredibly frustrating. And it deserves not only our sympathy and support, but also kind of a way out of that. And that's why we're here. But other symptoms of PCOS include male hair patterns, and this is a symptom of testosterone, but male hair patterns, um, like male pattern baldness. So 
you could have premature hair loss. And I mean, hair loss as women, we tend not to have aggressive amounts of hair loss. And um, women with PCOS actually do. And not only that, but also a condition called hirsutism, where, you know, hirsute means like all hairy and swarthy and whatnot. Um, and a dude in a lot of cultures, that is very attractive. That's like a sign of your masculinity is to have a lot of hair. For women, not so much. I mean, we want thick hair on our heads, but not on like our chests or our backs or our faces. Um, and then finally, another, the last symptom we'll talk about is excessive acne and like on your face, chest, back, neck, the works. Um, so these symptoms are obviously not fun. They're super detrimental to self-esteem. They're incredibly difficult to deal with and it's just in- uncomfortable. I think uncomfortable is a great word to describe that. And anything that we can do to kind of help these women out, I think is really important. So today we're going to talk about PCOS and a ketogenic diet. And that is because PCOS is caused seemingly by insulin resistance, which is a theme that you'll notice in a lot of the issues we talk about. Most disorders these days that I've seen are caused at the root by insulin resistance. It's crazy. Or insulin resistance or excessive sugar consumption. And PCOS has actually been linked with diabetes and other metabolic disorders. So if you have PCOS, you are more likely to get um, diabetes or these other disorders. And that's actually interesting because another symptom of PCOS is also a symptom of diabetes. And I'm just going to quickly mention this because I think it's super crucial if you have this to go talk to your doctor. But it's thickening and darkening of skin in areas where there's folds. So like maybe on your neck creases or in your armpits or your leg crease. If you have this darker thick skin or skin tags is another symptom, talk to your doctor because those are symptoms of PCOS, those are symptoms of diabetes, and both of these conditions should be monitored by a physician. So back to insulin resistance. (laughs) Because PCOS is a diet that is essentially marked by high insulin and by crazy hormones, you're going to want a diet that regulates these and that balances out insulin and your hormonal levels. And a ketogenic diet has been shown time and time again, not only in studies, but in anecdotal, um, I guess, studies, like N equals one studies, to not only regulate hormones, but also stabilize insulin. So it would seem that these to, um, I guess they're not really two conditions, but this condition and this diet are best buds. Like that's, they should be together. It just makes sense. So of course, keto, uh, keto or keto, ketosis, ketogenic diets, it's not a cure. That's there. We're not curing, um, PCOS here, but they can certainly help to reduce your symptoms. And if you can imagine having any of the previous symptoms, or if you do have those symptoms, don't you want to feel better? Like, I don't have anything to gain here by pushing a ketogenic diet. I just really want to help people. And I think that it's so important that we monitor our health. So let's talk about keto and PCOS. So what do you eat if you have polycystic ovarian syndrome? And you want to start a ketogenic diet? I actually get that question fairly frequently. Um, And you can mostly eat the same thing as a person on a regular ketogenic diet. But 
there are some stipulations, some minor tweaks. So because your body is already so taxed by the crazy hormone levels, the out-of-whack insulin, all of the symptoms that are going on, you're going to have to be a little more strict. No lazy keto for you. So basically, and I'm not suggesting you have to count everything. I'm just saying you should avoid things like artificial sweeteners. And um, I would actually even avoid things like the, the like natural, I'm putting that in quotes, the natural sweeteners like erythritol. Um, so like sugar alcohol, xylitol is another one. Malitol for sure. Um, and that's not only because they aggravate your digestive system, but it will increase, they'll increase your inflammation by um, aggravating your digestive system. So if you've already got elevated inflammation, you don't want to make it worse. So I would just recommend not consuming any sugar alcohols as well as artificial sweeteners. I think you'd be okay with stevia in very small amounts as long as it's not mixed with erythritol or anything else. Just because stevia actually has a blood sugar regulating effect and um, very, very, very minimal impact on insulin and no impact on your digestive tract. It's like a, it's a pretty solid way of doing things in small, small doses. So keeping a strict um, watch on ketosis is important or not on ketosis, but on your carb intake is important as well as not eating the artificial sweeteners or colors. I would just say avoid chemicals in general. And that's just because your symptoms are already causing so much junk in your body. You, you just want to eliminate everything possible. So I would also extend this to exposure to BPA. So try maybe not to heat things up in plastic bowls in your microwave or drink out of that scratched up water bottle on the that you know is just leaching plastic into your body. Um, I would also maybe switch to more natural cleaning products and makeup and body care just because the phthalates and all of the um, compounds and these are hormone disruptors and so you're just you're adding fuel to the fire essentially by consuming all of them. But I don't want to scare you. That's not I mean if you're really attached to this one like eyeshadow, and you're like, oh, it's not really natural, like, go for it. I mean, the one thing, it's a drop in the bucket, essentially. It's just when you have this buildup of all of these things, your body just can't handle it. Um, another thing you might want to avoid if you have PCOS is dairy. And that's just because um, dairy increases not only your inflammation levels, but also your androgens. And that is the thing that you specifically want to avoid doing. So if you eliminate dairy, a lot of people have uh, shown a great improvement in their symptoms. And that's what we're going for here. So again, eliminate dairy for a little while. See how you do. If you feel a lot better, then maybe don't add it in. If you want to add it in, just track how you feel. Um, again, with Picos, you want to support your body. So increasing your intake of omega-3 fatty acid consumption will decrease inflammation and balance hormones. And omega-3 fatty acids are found in uh, cold water fatty fish. Um, they're also found in like flax seeds and walnuts in very small doses. And I will list, uh, I'll add links to the show notes, places where you can get these. 
Um, and actually also increasing your level of zinc. And that is because zinc deficiency is linked to higher androgen levels and acne. So normalizing zinc could possibly lower your androgen levels and help your skin heal from the acne. Um, zinc actually stimulates healing, increases healing, uh, wound healing, and decreases acne. So very important. And you can get zinc from oysters, um, but more commonly, like a ton of zinc from oysters, but more commonly you can get zinc from pumpkin seeds. Um, so I would recommend pumpkin seeds, honestly, it's just a way to do that, or a supplement. And I'll, again, I'll link to a supplement. I'll link to a list of places where you can get zinc. Um, Finally, I think differences between regular ketosis and special PCOS ketosis, PCOSIS um, is just making sure that you're eating high-quality meats and like pastured meats, essentially. So you want to eliminate inflammation wherever you can, and pasture-raised like hippie meat, honestly, is the way to do it in terms of eating meat. Um, and that's also eggs too. So when you're buying eggs, try to choose like the pastured cage free ones. And it's just because these are higher in nutrients and they're lower in the anti-nutrients that are going to increase your inflammation. The last thing I will say in terms of differences between a regular ketogenic diet and a PCOS ketogenic diet is just make sure you're getting enough fiber. So excess estrogen, like we talked about, is a symptom of PCOS and Having that excess estrogen in your system can exacerbate all of your symptoms, but eating fiber can actually help to clear out excess estrogen from your ex excess estrogen from your digestive system. So it'll bind to it and flush it out, and that's fabulous. You want to do that. So I would aim for about 25 grams per day at least. And I know you're thinking that directly conflicts with not eating a lot of carbohydrates because most things with fiber are high in carbs, but that's not necessarily true. Um, just gr dark green leafy vegetables and nuts and seeds, these things all naturally have a lot of fiber. And also just things like psyllium husk, if you wanted to put that in something you were eating, I will link to some recipes in the show notes, but that would be great. So let's just talk about general foods that you should be eating. Healthy fats, avocados. Avocados are amazing. They are full of healthy fats. They're actually also full of fiber and vitamins and minerals. Like avocados all day. It's great. Nuts and seeds. And we talked about how pumpkin seeds are especially high in zinc and how walnuts have fatty um, omega-3 fatty acids. Along those lines, uh, wild-caught cold-water fish like salmon are also high in omega-3 fatty acids. Um, olives are delicious and very good for you. And then coconut in all of its iterations. So coconut butter or manna, coconut oil, um, just regular coconut, dried coconut, as long as it's not sweetened. Coconut's fabulous for you. Um, for proteins, you want to go with the hippie pastured meats that we talked about before. Eggs from cage-free pastured hens, like we talked about before. <laughs> nuts and seeds also actually have some protein. Just remember those pumpkin seeds and those walnuts. And then this one's a little bit more controversial, but some people do well adding soy into their diets. And this is kind of counterintuitive because soy is pretty high in phytoestrogens. But there are studies that have shown that phytoestrogens in soy might actually help diminish pico system symptoms because the phytoestrogens are far less strong 
than the estrogens your body creates. So by introducing these, these plant estrogens into your body, the estrogen receptors grab onto the plant ones, which have a, a less like a less strong impact. And then if you're eating enough fiber, your body can flush out the stronger estrogen and eventually it will help to balance things a little bit. But of course, this might not work for everyone. So you really have to talk to your doctor and you really have to kind of make the decision that's best for you. And that might be more soy, that might be less soy. But if you're going to eat soy, I would say organic, non-GMO soy um, all of the studies that have been done with soy having positive effects are with organic soy. Any study that's done with soy having negative effects is often done with um, GMO soy. So I'm not saying that overall GMOs are bad or good or whatever. I'm just saying that for soy, please, please, please choose organic, especially if you have this condition or another hormone condition. As far as fruits go, um, I would limit fruit a lot. Now, if you're on a ketogenic diet already, you're pretty familiar with the fact that you will no longer be huffing apples like it's your job. Um, I don't know anyone who actually does that. I just threw that out there. So I would consume fruits in like absolute moderation and choose berries and low sugar fruit over things like apples or pears or bananas or watermelon, which are like highly, highly sugary. Um, and then again, the more fiber and the less sugar in a fruit, the better. So again, this is a positive of berries. And then berries have a ton of like anthocyanins and other antioxidants, which can help reduce inflammation. So if you want to sprinkle some berries on, I guess, I'm trying to think of, I guess with some nuts, if you wanted to have berries and nuts, like go for it, that's great. If you wanted to bake a low-carb cake and have whipped cream and berries, go for it. If you just want to have whipped cream and berries, sounds great. But just a couple times a week, I would say, just to kind of minimize your sugar intake. And then finally, veggies. I'm going to say it, just go crazy with veggies, dark leafy veggies and crunchy veggies. And minimize or eliminate starchy veggies like sweet potatoes and potatoes. So dark leafy greens have the most nutritional bang for your carbohydrate buck. Um, you can pretty much eat those ad nauseum. If you're eating a ton of them, cook them just to get rid of those anti-nutrients. And then broccoli, cauliflower, kale, and other cruciferous vegetables are actually supportive of liver function. And this is really important because one of the liver's over 200 functions is to clear excess estrogen from your body. So if you are a person who has PCOS, this is very important. In the show notes, I will link to a list of keto-friendly vegetables that you can enjoy. But honestly, with vegetables, I would just say eat them. Like the nutritional benefits you gain far outweigh the carbohydrates that are inside them. And again, this is for the, the crunchy vegetables like um, peppers or the leafy greens and things like broccoli and cruciferous vegetables. Like I'm not necessarily talking about potatoes here which might hurt you on a ketogenic diet if you have PCOS. So I think that pretty much covers the basics of ketogenic diet and polycystic ovarian syndrome. If you have this condition and you want to give keto a try, I would say that you'll probably see some positive results in reduction of symptoms. 
Uh, again, talk to your doctor first because that is this is this is a, a medical condition. This isn't just weight loss or a whole like constellation of symptoms surrounding it. So you want to make sure that everything is monitored and taken care of. Um, if you do have PCOS, I'm really sorry. You can reach out to me with any questions. I'll be happy to answer them. I'll be happy to answer them if you don't have PCOS. Um, and I'd love to just hear your health questions in general and how they could potentially relate to keto or not to keto. Whatever, I'm game. So uh, thank you so much for all the questions you have sent me and for following me on Instagram at HealthyGamerGirl or Twitter, again, HealthyGamerGirl, no I. Um, or seeing me on Facebook or on my blog. It's amazing. I love getting all these emails and these comments. It really makes me feel special. So it not only makes me feel special, but it makes me feel like, like I'm actually doing something to help people. And that's so important to me because that's really what I'm going for here. So if you have any questions or you need help with something, don't hesitate. Just contact me. I love to help out. And the show notes will be available at healthygamergirl.com slash show notes. I hope you guys have a fabulous weekend, a fabulous week, a fabulous day, whatever it is, have it. And I will see you next time.